This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning on this Tuesday. Bill Ryder with you. What is going on? Thank you for hanging out. If you want to call us, 855-212-4CBS. Twitter, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, at CBS for Mr. DeCelestino. Schwartzy, the Schwartzinator. Peter Schwartz is in today. For Andrew Bogus, he'll give us some headlines about 30 minutes from this very moment. And we will, over the next couple hours, traipse our way through a bunch of stuff happening in sports. Uh, Bryce Young pulls a, I'm going to be the first quarterback off the board move, won't throw. Carson Wentz pulls a Carson Wentz move. He go, You know, just after a year to place, he gone. He got cut by the commanders. Poor guy. So many puns coming for what is the end of that career? And a a warning, a reminder for those teams looking for quarterbacks of the future to look to the past sometimes to know that it doesn't always work out. All that glitters in the NFL draft for quarterbacks is not always gold when you get to the push-comes-to-shove reality of trying to compete and perform consistently in the National Football League. Dan Snyder and the news, excellent reporting out of ESPN, reporting that alleges yet more untowardness, alleged wrongdoing, alleges NFL cover-ups on behalf of the game's worst owner. Just more evidence, Dan Snyder just needs to go away. And he gets to go away for several billion dollars. When people tell me to go away, I just have to leave. I don't get any money. I just get dirty looks. Get out of the NFL, man. Uh, Brian McFadden's going to be on the show. I always say Super Bowl winner. Two-time, by the way, Super Bowl champion, friend of the show, co-host of a great podcast, and and I'm going to bring this up in front of him. I'll see how he responds. When I saw him at Super Bowl, when you're in a green room, or in this case an outdoor area that's fenced in with really uncomfortable chairs with, with, with athletes, you never know who's going to alpha whom. Brian McFadden was the alpha man. He owned that room. I'm not saying it was cool seeing Pete Prisco put in his place. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it was quite the experience. So Mr. Alpha, Brian McFadden's going to be on the show. Uh, Buy or sell, we'll follow that. And we'll get into Doc Rivers showcasing his special, unique talent as a coach. That's a little sarcasm alert for you at the end of the show. But let's start here. The Lakers season is over. It's done. They're finished. You're going to read a lot of stuff about what can they push through and who is going to step. Nobody's going to step up. It's over. Kaput. The lie, the farce that was this entire Lakers season can now be summed up in the news that LeBron James is out, quote, indefinitely, end quote. And I'm told from sources, and they don't know. 
but the potential for the rest of the season, they don't know. They're just worried that could be the case. In that news that came out yesterday is the truth of who the Lakers have been all along. A poorly constructed, badly coached, understaffed, mediocre at best team led by a superstar who's 80 in basketball years. That's Anthony Davis, not LeBron James, by the way. Humpty Dumpty. And by a LeBron James who is inevitably, at his age, as he approaches 40, going to have the kind of right foot issues that he's suffering now where he just can't physically, literally, figuratively carry the heavy load of a Lakers team. To be fair, that is burdened by a lot of mistakes, including his own decisions. They're done. Here's the news if you missed it. Uh, LeBron hurt his right foot, playing the Mavericks the other day, played through the pain, but if you watch the game, you can see the, the grimace, the frustration. Yesterday, 24 hours before today's Lakers game against, what, the Grizzlies, I think, which is not, which is not, an, easy, uh, not an easy row to hoe, the news came out that he would be out. Now, that's a long time before a game to rule somebody out of LeBron's stature. Shortly thereafter, Shams at the Athletic reported that LeBron James is expected to miss, there's feared he'll miss extended time, and as soon as Shams broke that news, I got to live my best life by getting on the phone and trying to confirm it, which I did, and then try to advance it a little bit, which I have. And here's what I have for you. Here's the news that I got yesterday on LeBron James. And it's not, I mean, look, this is pretty nebulous and pretty wide open, but the folks that I've talked to within the Lakers organization told me a few things. It all adds up to the same story, by the way. Lakers season is over. I'll give you the details. We can ferret through them. We can go through the uncertainties of LeBron's age and the seriousness of the injury, the uncertainty of what it is to be hurt, and the reality that LeBron can do superhuman things. But it's all going to add up. I'm going to give you the details. It's going to all add up to the same thing. The Lakers season is over. Don't put your money on the Lakers at 22-1 to to win an NBA championship. You're, it's not good odds. You're setting on fire. If, like me, your kids, your son, is a surprise Lakers fan, you're going to have to sit down and just tell them the hard truth. Nobody. They're not going to the NBA Finals this year. Let's watch a different sport. It's over. Here's the news. Um, Here's what the Lakers have told me. Sources within within the organization. One, they're going to get multiple opinions on the foot. And and so, for that reason, there's a level of uncertainty of what it's going to mean. Two, there is, and this is what Shams initially reported, Real concern, he's going to miss extended time. Three, what does that mean? It means that, I'm told, with any normal NBA player, a player not of LeBron's superhuman physical skills and his ability and willingness to play through pain, they're both true, most of the time people would forecast that this player, with this injury in this situation, based on what they know before these these medical tests and the second opinions, and I think third opinions, they would expect him to miss a huge chunk of the season. So there, as one source told me, he's an alien. Maybe he'll figure it out. But I was also told there's a concern he could miss the rest of the season. Now, that's not just being sat down for the whole season because the injury dictates you can't play again until July. As it was explained to me, and it makes sense, the Lakers are 29-32. and 32. There's only 21 games left for the Lakers in their regular season. They're half a game back from the 11-10 spot, which would get you into the play-in, which, by the way, you get into the 10 or the 9 or even the 7 or the 8. It's basically an invitation to get slaughtered in the first round because, again, the Lakers are a farce. They're a lie. Their season ended back in October when it began, but now it's actually over with this LeBron James news. And I think they're two and a half games 
out of the sixth spot, but there are one, two, three, four, five teams, six teams between them and that spot. They're not making the sixth spot. They're not going to win eight games in a row, even if LeBron were there. They're not very good even when LeBron plays. And that reality means that let's say LeBron is really legitimately out for three weeks or two weeks, six, let's say five or six of the 21 games, and that's the point where maybe he can push his way through the injury, deal with pain management, risk injuring the foot even further. If the Lakers have fallen further behind... If they've just tread water and the sands have continued to run through the hourglass that isn't going to lead to anything other than the season's over, they might decide to shut LeBron down. So it's also, it's not just LeBron's ability to get healthy, it's a race against making a mistake and pushing LeBron to come back and playing games that don't matter. The irony is, the reason I think that Lakers sources that are out there talking to me and other reporters are saying he can do anything so so maybe it'll be okay, although it could be the season, is because this has been the definition and the reality of the Lakers season all year. Again, go back to October. Every game they've played has been meaningless because they were never going to amount to anything. Maybe that's a little harsh. Maybe you go through the motions, right? I can remember being a freshman in high school and asking girls out who were going to say no. You know, sometimes you just got to learn to get rejected. If that's a definition of success, then the Lakers have had a great season. But they were never going to win an NBA championship. They were never going to be a formidable force. They didn't get rid of Russell Westbrook quickly enough. I recognize, as certainly with the Lakers, that they really, the Lakers, began to gel with this new-look team, D'Angelo Russell is such an upgrade. You can talk about some of the other parts, but it's really Westbrook going away. It really is. Anthony Davis, for a small stretch over the last week, has looked like a dominant player a couple times. None of it matters. They're not good enough. And they know it. And LeBron knows it. And, and I don't need to be the one alone who tells you the truth that the season is over with LeBron getting injured, a season that was over when it began. Because they're done. The lie has been cast into the light, and we see them. And we know this in part because last week, before he got hurt, before the foot injury, that's, quote, an indefinite amount of time, end quote, and could be the whole season, before LeBron literally had to limp away from this burning wreckage of a team he was trying to rescue, he told us at the All-Star game that the games coming up, including the ones he's going to miss, were critical to his career and certainly this season. I want to make a push to make the playoffs, and I don't... I don't want to see myself not being part of the postseason for two years straight. It's just not part of my DNA. You know, we sit up here talking about the record and things of that nature, and that's all cool, but I'm more passionate about trying to make the postseason and give ourselves a chance to compete for another Larry O'Brien trophy. So it's 23 of the most important games of my career for a regular season. And uh, it's the type of mindset that I, that I have, and um, I hope the guys will have coming back off the break. I like it. I respect it. I believe that he wants to be out there. I'm trying really hard because I like exactitudes, which is obnoxious. I know. I understand that a personality flaw about myself. I'm working on it. That him saying it's not a part of my DNA. It's literally part of Human DNA literally is part of the reason we break down as we get older. Right? You, it literally is part of actually your physical makeup. And it's amazing what he's done. It's amazing the level of excellence that he's gotten to at the age that he's at. But this is a Lakers team that play Memphis tonight in Memphis. They're probably going to lose that basketball game. Then they're going to go and play in Oklahoma City. And by, by the way, I was talking to um, another, another source close to the Lakers who was going through their schedule with me just off the top of his head last night when I was trying to, trying to get some news. He's like, man, it's a, it's a tough schedule. We've got the Grizzlies, two of the next five. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's tough. He's like, yeah, we got, um, 
we got the Warriors coming up on Sunday. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that's difficult. Yeah, we got an East Coast swing with the Raptors and the Knicks. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's hard. He goes, yeah, man, we got the Thunder in a couple days. And I was just like, oh. I didn't say anything. I was like, oh. When the Thunder are a tough challenge. The Thunder, by the way, are, I believe, 12th or 13th right now in the Western Conference. There's only 15 teams in the West. So, so it's, you know, I know it's hard to keep track of. When that's a challenge, and they're, like, basically right where the Lakers are in the standings, right behind them. The season's already over. If the Thunder are part of the difficult stretch that you're in, the season's a farce and a lie. These guys know it. They know it's over without LeBron. The Lakers' season is over. It's finished. It's kaput. It's done. And and with it, and I'm not making fun of the guy. I actually like I actually like LeBron. I know some of you don't. I do. I know the guy a little bit. I like the guy. He's complicated. He's a pain in the ass. I get. All, I mean, from a basketball perspective, he's he can be annoying. I like the guy, right? He's like that neighbor. You know what he is? He's almost like a super athletic Ned Flanders, if I can drop a Simpsons reference. Like, man, you're self-righteous, but you're also, like, not bad people. I like LeBron James. But this is also the beginning of the end of LeBron's career as we understood it and as we knew it. And it's weird, I think, to have two of the greatest athletes in the history of their sports who also, unlike Joe Montana, unlike Michael Jordan, defied the boundaries of age in those sports as we knew them, to basically have their excellence shrivel up is unfair, but certainly come back to a level of, of, of normalcy at the same stretch and same time. I just went through accepting, okay, Tom Brady's not really good at football anymore, and now he's not playing, and I just have to, what does that say about me, where I am as a fan? And in the exact same news cycle, LeBron James is entering that phase. And it may last three years. The guy's amazing. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to ask Diesel a question that a Lakers source asked me in about ten minutes. Lakers sort of said, how many guys? I said, LeBron's one of the top ten player in the league still. He's like top seven. And then he goes, how many guys would you actually take over LeBron in the playoffs? You redraft for the – because I take him over Jokic. There's teaser number one. So I'm not saying he's not still excellent, but he's not durable. That is the most important ability. It has always been availability. He's not able to be durable enough and great enough, as great as he still is, to make up for the terrible decision-making he does as a shadow GM. I mean, let's be fair. Let's be honest. That's a reality. Certainly was in Cleveland. Certainly has been Cleveland Part 2, and where he won a championship. And certainly has been with L.A. And we saw with Brady, you can go from being a little old but winning the Super Bowl, right? Where I think LeBron would be if he's on the right team. To not really being good enough to just it being ugly really quickly in sports. LeBron can't stay healthy. LeBron's frustrated. You just heard LeBron say these are the most important games, some of them of my career. Yeah, because these are the games we're going to define whether or not he still had a career where he could push his way through and carry a heap of a disaster of a team that he, let's be fair, put together. He can't. It's not just the end of a Lakers season that never really began, not in the sense of having any kind of chance, but it might be the beginning of the end of a LeBron James career, like it was with Kobe, where he's going to be around and he's going to dazzle and he's going to put up stats. But LeBron is a competitor and a force to actually lift that, as he said it, exactitude, Larry O'Brien trophy. That's probably over, too. That's a bummer for LeBron. It's a bummer for the Lakers, but it's where we are. 855-212-4CBS. All right. How many players would you take over LeBron James for just the two-and-a-half-month postseason run? What do we make of Bryce Young not throwing at the Combine? And is Carson Wentz's career over? We got a trifecta for you next here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Bryce Young is not going to throw at the combine. Don't freak out. Don't worry. It's not a big deal the near lock to be the first quarterback taken. And if the Bears don't completely screw it up, the lock to be the number one overall pick, because the Bears, as we discussed yesterday, who already have a QB, should just trade the number one pick. Create a bidding war. Uh, That quarterback, Bryce Young, not going to throw at the combine. Not a big deal. Much ado about nothing. Joe Burrow didn't throw at his combine. Go down the list. A bunch of guys who were the clear-cut favorites to be the first quarterbacks, and in Burrow's case, first player, taken overall at their respective drafts, had the option, many took it, not to throw. This is shocking. It'll be breaking news to, to many of you. These guys actually do throw in college, and there's this thing called tape on. This is What this does, the, the news on Young not throwing at the Combine, it underscores two things. One, the Combine is, I don't want to call it stupid, because Chris Trapasso's coming on on Thursday, our, our, our draft guru at CBS, the day after Clark Hunt, the owner of the Chiefs comes on tomorrow. I'm really, ex- I actually know Clark and and covered him, was around him a lot 10, 15 years ago. I'm really excited for that conversation. Chris Trapasso, though, getting back to him, I'm just trying to plug Clark on in there in a really awkward way. Would tell you it matters. It's not that significant, I think. There's so much tape, and two, there is a dearth of quarterbacks that you can count on in the National Football League. That is the most. That is the p- chief law of physics of football in the National Football League. And that is highlighted by the fact that Bryce Young don't have to throw. There's no upside to throw. You don't have to throw. And by some of the other news that's out there. Not as significant, but a reminder how easy it is to fail. I can remember people saying that Carson Wentz was going to be a stud and a star when the Eagles, following the Rams' play, moved up to the second pick in Carson Wentz's draft to select him as the number two overall player in the draft, after the Rams move up to take Jared Goff. Neither of those guys have worked out particularly well. Both of those guys have made a Super Bowl. Ironically, the guy that didn't play in it, Carson Wentz, technically won one. But he is a he is a cautionary tale. That even if you have some success once you get drafted, there's no guarantee it's going to work out. 
And that reality was hammered home what yesterday when Wentz was cut by the Washington Commanders. Remember, this comes not that long after a reporter, in an awkward way, asked some big wigs, a big wig with the Commanders, if they were going to move on from Wentz. And the guy basically yelled at him and said, how dare you? Well, a pretty good question. Uh, it's to save $26.1 million on the cap. It's also because Carson Wentz checks notes. I'm not going to say sucks. That's mean. Is really bad as a quarterback in the National Football He is. I don't want to You couldn't throw a football. Yeah. That's why I don't play in the National Football League. Neither should Carson Wentz at a high level. His career is basically over unless he wants to be a backup or work his way and compete to try to to get a starter's job, but you're talking three teams. Is it three teams in three years? I mean, this is a guy that just can't stick because he's not good enough. He's not. Cautionary tale. Most of you don't even care about Wentz. You already know this story. But it's a reminder that when there are four or five, and Trapasso will probably tell us on Thursday, quarterbacks taken in the first 12, maybe 10 picks in this upcoming NFL draft, two or three or four or five of them aren't going to work out. And almost all of them are going to have struggles. Don't roll your eyes. I told you, I told you before Urban Meyer and Dysfunction got hired, there was no lock on Trevor Lawrence. There's no lock on anybody. There's no reason for Bryce Young to jeopardize this situation. Wentz is a reminder of that. Another guy, Marcus Mariota. Where was he drafted? Was he drafted two overall in his draft? All I know is that it was him and, and uh, Jameis Winston. And, and Joel Clad, who's a really you know talented broadcaster and analyst. I work with Joel at FS1. Joel used to... I mean, I get stuff wrong all the time. You can go to my timeline and see people... Me saying Jalen Brunson might be a, a bust, that was dumb. I can have that wrong. Joel took it a step further, if I remember right. Anyone who didn't realize that Marcus Mariota was like a, a generational quarterback was an idiot. To be fair to Joel, some of that was in the context of Jameis Winston, and he's still wrong. Joel's still wrong, but I get it, okay. You're Mariota. It's hard to know. Don't get on Joel Clapp for calling you stupid for thinking Marcus Mariota, you know, maybe wasn't going to work out. It's hard to know, even if you're Joel Clapp. Joel like lives in where I live, same area. I don't see him ever though. Did you get a beer with that guy? Um, yeah. How you doing, Tommy? I'm great, Bill. I'm having a great morning. I am too. Let me um. Let's let's play. Ha- Would you rather? First of all, Marcus Mariota. That's why I brought him up. Just got cut by the Falcons. Probably should have dropped that little nugget. Uh he gone. He'll find a job somewhere as a backup. He's shown a willingness to be a backup that has some value. Carson Wentz has shown an ability to get people fired. Uh, that has less value, I think, to people that want to keep their jobs. Would you rather you have a you have a National Football League team that has aspirations and maybe a roster built to be competitive, right? Good enough maybe to win six, seven, eight, nine games, maybe more. Would you rather have as your starting QB Carson Wentz or Marcus Mariota? Uh, I'm going to go with Marcus Mariota, Bill, and it's an easy one for me. Um now, when you say as the starter for my NFL franchise, do we mean in like spot duty? Like, hey, these no. guys are both. Uh, you're like, you're like, this is like you. You bring him in to compete, but like it turns out because we have magic powers in this. We have Chris. This it. guy's gonna got play. Uh, this guy's gonna play ten games. I'm still gonna go more. with Marcus Mariota. I think I am too. And I'm going to give you that Carson Wentz is more talented. He absolutely is. The upside is higher with Carson Wentz. He's yeah, such I think a head case. He's a head case at this point. I think the other thing about Wentz, I agree, that's really interesting and worth remembering because sometimes we speed past whatever the news, whatever the headline is from three days ago, let alone four or five years ago. But if you remember when Wentz was still, when Nick Foles had been moved on, when Wentz was still regarded as the guy in Philly, when it felt reasonable to think that Carson Wentz was going to be good or great because he had come off, though he'd been injured, 
that Eagles Super Bowl winning season in which, I mean, the guy would have been the MVP had he not gotten hurt for the last handful of games at the end of the year. So the following season, when Wentz was the guy, before it all fell apart, there were reports out there that Wentz didn't get along with his teammates, and a bunch of teammates thought he had an attitude problem, and then Wentz would push back and say, I'm trying to be a great teammate. I mean, it was the reporting wasn't from people that covered that team every day. It wasn't Wentz as a, what did I say, sucks as a person. No, it's a bad teammate. It was some people think he's a bad teammate. Some people think that's a bunch of garbage. It, and it's an unfair comp because of the way, way it's gone, but it reminded me of, of the Russell Wilson reporting back when we didn't know. Well, you fast forward several years later, if a guy goes to shop after shop and fails and gets people fired and they don't want him around and there are indications in the past at the beginning of his his deterioration as a, as a great or good or even capable quarterback that maybe there were some culture, attitude, focus, leadership issues, whatever you and, and there were all those things. Maybe that's one of the headlines from the past that, that apply to, to the present. Um, Tom, let me circle all the way back to the start of the show. Because I was super interested in this, in, this, in this concept. I was making the calls on LeBron James yesterday. He's out. He's injured. He might miss the rest of the year. So we're going to miss some time. And a Lakers person challenged me to, because I said LeBron's offhanded comment, top ten player. He's like, top seven, I think. He, so he goes, he's higher than that. And I go, oh, maybe so. I was like doing the math. I'm like, maybe seven. And the guy's like, yeah, six to eight. And the guy goes, but... We're talking regular season. Where would you put him if you just had to take guys for the playoffs? And I got I to tell you, I would take him over Jokic. I would take him over Embiid. I'm talking postseason basketball. And the thing is, it was the caveat was you're guaranteed health, right? You're, so if you're guaranteed health, you're guaranteed health for everybody. I'd take Steph over him, so that pushes LeBron down. Probably take Kevin Durant over him. That pushes him down. I'm taking... Taking Giannis over LeBron for sure. Giannis is number one. But I think LeBron might be still a top. I went Tatum. The guy thought that was ridiculous. I think I might take Luka. I might. I mean, it hasn't worked for Luka. But my point is, I think LeBron might be a top five player when the postseason rolls around. I think it's a fascinating question because I do think it's drastically different regular season to postseason, especially this year, especially right now. I'm with you. I think he's a fringe top ten player in the regular season. But I'm going top four in the Jokic, playoffs. Yeah, Jokic is going to be my MVP if the, if the vote ended today. It's hard not to. I don't know if you saw this because I missed it. until the, I literally saw it as the show was starting. But Giannis was on The Daily Show yesterday. By the way, The Daily Show has a host I've never seen before. So I is that a fill-in host or is there a new host? I don't even know what's going on. Clearly it's not in my, in my uh, rotation. Yeah, I think there's a new host. And by new, I think it's probably close to a year. Okay, year. Um, pop culture whiz, Bill Ryder here. Uh, Giannis was required to take shots at, right, like takedowns of of Jokic, of LeBron, of Durant, and he basically couldn't do it. He would, like, read the prompter. They're funny, and they no, I, I, you are amazing. And then, but when he got to LeBron, and the host was like, dude, just read the prompter. Stop being nice. Giannis looked at the prompter. I don't know what was written there about LeBron. I'm sure it was funny by the writers of, of uh of the Daily Show, and then just told LeBron he's the goat and he's amazing, and he and the guy got all mad. But his take, he did get through the Jokic joke, which was Jokic looks like he couldn't get through a grocery store. How could he get through the finals? And there is this sort of reputation that Jokic, based on his 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 runs, isn't built to win in the playoffs. Now that was true for Michael Jordan. It was. I mean, people forget those Pistons teams that he couldn't get through, Isaiah Thomas. That was true for LeBron at the time. That's true. It was true for, for Kobe without Shaq. I mean, that's it's hard to win the whole thing. 
But Jokic hasn't had massive success. He just hasn't. He hasn't had help. I get that. I think Le- I think I take LeBron over Jokic and Embiid. I do it without even thinking. Absolutely. Without thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're guaranteed health. If you're guaranteed. For me, it's only Giannis, Steph, and Durant. LeBron is fourth if we're talking playoffs and I'm guaranteed health. Yeah, and here's my controversial thing. And I'm from Dubuque, Iowa, which is on the border of Wisconsin, Illinois, and Iowa. Literally, if you stand at a certain point, you can see all three states. And I went to a Catholic high school, so I had kids who went to all three states who came to my school. Which is to say, like, I've got an affinity for both all those states, especially Wisconsin because I have family in Milwaukee and we lived in Green Bay. I love Giannis. Like, he's such a great guy. I love the community of Milwaukee. I love the area. You know how you used to sometimes, like, when you have a connection to something, you care about it more. Not just the area, but I got to interview Giannis on TV before he was a star. Like, literally, FS1 didn't want to run the interview with Giannis. So this is, like, back when Jason Kidd was there. Like, yeah, I'm like, I promise, he's going to be really good. We should probably just maybe run it and just get to know the guy. Huge Giannis. Huge, huge, huge Giannis fan. I might, I might take, I would take Steph Curry over Giannis. Like, Steph would be my number one. If you give me complete health, I'm taking Steph the entire way. I'm not sure anyone impacts the game the way that Steph Curry does, despite the fact that he looks like you and me, physically speaking. That's not fair. He looks really athletic, but compared to those <laughs> other guys. He's also uh, got eight or nine inches on me, too. I know he's small for NBA terms, but. How tall are you? No, he doesn't. Uh, let's go with. Are you five, five one? Five eight on a tall day? Yeah, I lie and say I'm five eight, five nine. <laughs> I by the way, I used to have five ten. I think I'm. Sh- I think I've shrunk. Because no, now I'm like five nine. It's too early. Five for eight that. and a half. No way. I don't know. Or maybe this. Maybe I was lying to myself all the. You know the deal. How tall are you? Six three. You are. Yeah, put it on there. <laughs> Definitely am. Just write it down. Steph's not eight inches taller than you. I mean, Steph's six three. He's listed at six three. No, I was gonna, I was gonna go six two. Yeah, six three. Okay, that's seven. In, yeah, that's yeah. Whatever. We're short. We're short dudes. Um. Yeah, it's Steph one. It's Steph Giannis, and then there's a huge drop off after that too. All the way down to whoever. Who's the Carson Wentz of the of of, of uh, the NBA? Used to be really good, not because of injury. Now the guy, your words, not mine, sucks. That's mean of you. Kyrie's still too talented to put him in that category right now. Yeah, he's too. And, like, that's more, he's still too talented. Maybe it's, um. Is it James Harden? Russell Westbrook. Ooh, that one's way better. Yes. Yeah. Westbrook. And, like, doesn't get along with people, gets people fired. Bouncing around just like Wentz has done. You're all mad at James Harden. I, I didn't am. watch that game. I was working. I was doing LeBron breaking news for CBS Sports HQ. But you're like you were you were fired up on the text string. The 76ers are frauds. Can I give you just a slight adjustment? Sure. Doc Rivers is a fraud, and he coaches this. He has imbued a pretty good team with his fraudum. So have they taken on his identity as yeah. a fraud? Yeah, I think like I didn't see the game last night. I was doing other stuff. I was working, but. As I understand it from you and the highlights, I love those highlights, it's a bit of a preview of the postseason because, and this is true, I don't know about the regular season, I'm telling you, 
Doc infuses his teams with a lack of belief and a sense of insecurity. We always talk about, and it's real, right? Mahomes, Brady at his prime, certain coaches, you know, they're great, but they also infuse their teams with confidence, right? Just, guys will tell you, just to be, we'll ask Brian McFadden, 30 minutes, just to be around this guy, you knew you were going to win. Totally true. Human psychology. Inspiration's real. It matters. All of us that have played sports or done an endeavor with other people, it matters. But if it's real... The opposite is true too, right? I mean, that's there are guys, there are folks who who do the opposite. Doc Rivers subtracts from the sum of all human self confidence on basketball teams that he coaches when it matters. And last night's game probably felt like it matters. I just you know, and Harden's a perfect receive you know antenna for that kind of lack of belief because he, I love James Harden. I, I think he's a great player, and I don't I don't know him. We don't have beers together, I'm, you know. To quote the Big Lebowski, I'm not I'm not taking him bowling, but I like the guy a lot in my interactions with him. I I would not describe him necessarily as the as the as the the most mentally tough player on the face of the earth. Yeah, and Harden last night had a chance to win the game against Miami. Philly down two. Yep. Potential buzzer beater, and Bead kicks it out. Harden gets a clean look at a three, clanks it. Nobody but guys thought are gonna... that shot was going in. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Shots go in or they don't. I get it. You're right. Nobody felt like that shot was going in. We don't remember. The thing about sports is amazing is there are all these histories and patterns that, that really can be in sort of telling as, as to what's going to follow. This guy once in a conference finals game, I can't remember when, I don't remember, missed, it wasn't 27, but it was almost 27 three, threes in a row. Like Steph Curry hits a higher percentage when he throws the ball behind his back at the half court line. Laughing because it's true. It's who he, I like Jay. It's who he is. I like that Sixers organization. I like Daryl Morey. I like the people in that. T- other than Doc, it's really awkward now because I get along with all the. So I go to game. I'll go to. I'll go, and I'm like, hey, 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 you know, like double fingers, and then it's just Doc. Like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? I'm Bill Ryder. I think you suck as a coach. You certainly have told people you think I suck as a reporter. So this is all right. See you later. No, okay, no words. All right, good talk. I thought we had to go workshop that. Get it off my chest. Um, transitioning to someone that is really, really not likable. More news on Dan Snyder. And it's just, it's coming out of the sky. It's like, you know where it rains cats and dogs? It's raining Dan Snyder's. Which is like all kinds of ugly stuff just falling from the reporting excellence. That is some stuff out of ESPN. News about Snyder's demand of NFL owners if they're going to be done of the done with the scourge that is his ownership so we're going to try to make sense of all of this for you and tell you why Dan Snyder ain't going to go quietly into that dark night as an NFL owner after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Peter Schwartz T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Oh, great song. Welcome back into the show. Watch the throne. Man, we haven't played Kanye. I mean, it's really Jay-Z. A long time. I will say that's what it's labeled as in our system, Jay-Z. Yeah. I mean, it's both those guys, but yeah, we banished Kanye from the airwaves here. For good reason. Um... We're going to go dark and light here. We're going to go the yin and the yang. Not the yin. Wrote that once in a story in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Mad people. I, yeah. You think people are mad at me on my Jalen Brunson take from a year ago? The yin and the yang did not go over well. I, I'll own it. I'll own both of them. We're going to hit some 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 ugliness in sports, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of um, uplifting reality after that. Let's start with the, with the ugly stuff. Uh, Dan Snyder is the owner of the Washington Commanders. And in my very scientific survey of five buddies who uh, are Commanders fans, who don't know each other, well, I guess two do, they hate this guy, and they want him to sell. But there are some obstacles to that, and there's news that continues to come out, as you probably know, allegations that have swirled around Dan Snyder, his culture, the conduct of him and the people that are in charge of the Commanders, uh, including but not limited to allegations of sexism and workplace misconduct uh, have been pretty rampant. Add the list some reporting that's dropped in the last 24 hours, and, and maybe we'll tie a bow on this and how they could be connected, but the, the takeaway here is he ain't going to go easily. He ain't going to go quietly. He was never going to go cheaply. I don't know what the commanders are going to cost, but I got to think it's 6 or $7 billion. I have to think it'll set a record for the, the most expensive actual changing of hands for a sports team in the history of, the, of, of, of American sports. All right. Number one, the Washington Post, and that's obviously a very reputable place, and the person who reported this is a very reputable reporter, and I saw the report when D-Cell sent it to me yesterday. I, the first thing I did was check it out to make sure it was someone you could trust. It is. The reporting is, to boil this down for you, that Dan Snyder wants to require the National Football League to indemnify him, to, in, to, to, to in effect, make it so he has no legal liability as a condition of selling the team. In effect... In effect, blackmailing the National Football League to protect him if, in Dan Snyder's approach, there has been legal wrongdoing on his part. Okay, that's not a good sign. And the report includes, I believe, if I'm, if I'm remembering this right, the threat to sue, uh, if necessary, his fellow owners in order to, if you don't make it so people can't sue me, I will sue you. If I'm understanding properly uh, what he requires. In, in the same news cycle... A report came out of ESPN, and I think this is an interesting potential correlation. It's very complicated, but if I can boil it down for you, if you remember that there were a group of minority owners that, billionaires, by the way, not even a handful of guys, who who were the minority owners of the commanders with Snyder, who divested not that long ago. We talked on the show. I remember saying, what does this mean? That was, And I remember saying, who know, it's hard to really know what it means. Like, who knows what's really going on? Well, it turns out, according to ESPN's reporting, excellent reporting, there was a $55 million loan 
uh, through the commanders that, according to ESPN's reporting, the allegations are that are legally required to get the approval of these minority owners because it goes on the books of the commanders and everyone that owns the team, including those those folks. They own 40% of the team, by the way. It's not as if they own half a percentage each when they added up their shared interests. And allegedly, Dan Snyder did not do that. The commanders did not do that. Therefore, they, they, they went to sue. There was arbitration. And the story alleges that they believe, those minority owners who have since sold, that in effect, Roger Goodell, who had to sign on the loan, so he knew about it, he had to personally sign to approve the loan. The allegation in the ESPN story is the NFL and Roger Goodell covered up potential legal wrongdoing by Dan Snyder as it relates to a loan and the inability or the unwillingness or the failure to comply with the rule that told his owners you're part of this loan. Be like if um, you went into business with me and D-Cell and, and three of your buddies were part of it and we just in all of our names got a $55 million loan but didn't tell you, didn't, didn't give you a heads up, you're on the hook for that. This is the allegation and we were supposed to. Not good, not great. And one anonymous, I know it's an anonymous source, but this is the way it works, man. People, it's hard to get people to tell you stuff anonymously. No one's be like, my name is John Smith, and I will tell you even though I'm the vice president of legal affairs, and I will be fired tomorrow. No, this is how it works, which people know. An, An anonymous source in this ESPN story said that this is the kind of allegation that can lead to prison time. Real prison time. That's, that's an anonymous source on the this kind of allegation. So you take that story and you couple it in the same news cycle with Dan Snyder being like, I want to be indemnified if I'm going to sell. All is not well. What's this Shakespeare line? All is not well in Denmark? That the, rot, the apples are rotten in Denmark? I don't think that's it. But things ain't good. Things ain't good with the commanders. And so it may be a, a minute. It may be a very difficult reality in extracting Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder extracting himself from the NFL and the Washington Commanders. Uh, some of the reporting and speculation around these two stories I told you about, primarily the Washington Post story about the the desire for no legal liability. But again, I think they're connected. Some of the reporting and speculation has raised the idea of maybe the owners just, their response being, let's just force the guy out. If this way it's going to go, it's ugly. That It's ugly. I feel like every time we talk about the Commanders, it's either, here's a Dan Snyder story, or Carson Wentz sucks, and now he's the quarterback. And fast forward, Carson Wentz still sucks, and now he's been cut. It's mean, isn't it? I mean, it's all relative. I know he's better at football than I am, or you, but... You know, the, the, you couldn't you couldn't play football. No, but I don't turn the TV on to watch. You know, no one's turning the TV on to watch me play football. It's hard to watch me play tennis, and I think I'm good at it unless I see a video of it. That's my point. On a happier note, do you want some happy stuff, Tom? Can I bring some sunshine? Let's go with some uplifting stuff. Let's go with some uplifting stuff. The new Ted Lasso trailer for Season 3 is out, and it is pure magic. If you could take a rainbow and you could just mainline whatever sort of, you know, the, the, the myriad colors of joy that make up a rainbow and just put it right in your body... That is the one minute, 51 seconds of the Ted Lasso trailer. And I can tell you, it lasts for at least for at least nine minutes. Because I watched it like nine times. Did I do the math right? Six times. Whatever. I've watched it all. It's, it's, you've, you, I can't remember. I can't, you've watched Ted Lasso, of course, right? Yes, I have watched Ted Lasso. And you love it. It's joyous. I don't love it as much as you. I, I like it. You love it. Wow, you just Dan Snyder this whole conversation. <laughs> I do love it. I get emotional watching the trailer. I think it's so good. What do you love more, Ted Lasso or trailers? 
I've Dude. never met anyone. I've never come that's, across anyone in my that's... 34 years of existence who loves trailers more than let's, you. Let's let, let you know that's not a fair question. Let's let you have another kid, and then I'll ask which kid you like more, like <laughs> Ted Lasso or Trailer. I love them both, and they're unique. You are committed. I man. love. You I are love trailers. committed. Have you seen this trailer? Have you seen that? Tra- no, I don't watch trailers. I'm not a trailer guy. I go back and watch trailers that are old. When there's not good trailers to be had, I'm pulling up my trailer. I have my tra- I have tra- Apple trailers bookmarked. There's not a lot of good ones. I don't want. I haven't watched the Assassin trailer. I'm not in the machine. Children of the Corn. Nope. Like I'm. I mean, you gotta kind of scroll down for like trailers that I've that I'm kind of into. So I'll just. By the way, the, the John Wick Chapter Four trailer. I've seen that like. 15 I times. love John Wick. I have love you seen, John Wick. Oh, dude, the four. Have you seen the Tetris trailer with the guy that played Elton John? <laughs> I, I don't watch. Trailers. It's amazing. I think what? most people don't watch trailers. People love I'm trailers. I'm gonna say it. You're wrong. People love Ted Lasso and they love trailers. And if they don't love trailers, watch them. You're welcome. Uh, Creed Three. Have you seen the newest trailer, the long one? No. It's not as good. Second no. trailer is better. Second trailer is better. Watch Operation Fortune. I've been watching that trailer for six months. Is that movie ever going to come out? I, dude, after the show, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the John Wick Chapter 4 trailer again. I think I have an idea what's going to happen in that trailer. Yeah, he's going to kill a bunch of people. Yeah. Like, they're going to play a song. <laughs> and there's going to be a scene where, where Lawrence Fishburne goes, you know, 30, 32 medium. What would it be if I was John Wick? Thirty-eight extra large. Yeah, just give me the gun. <laughs> Let's yeah. get this over with. I I was cleaning out my closet over the weekend and I found a, a suit, like a tailor-made suit that I have worn as an adult. And I'm like, I haven't worn this in a while. And I tried to put it on, and it made me very sad. Like I got it cut out sugars and alcohol forever. I'm I'm shrinking, but not the right way. I'm shrinking and expanding. It's really. It's not awesome. <laughs> let's okay. Let's get let's get with Brian McFadden, uh, the alpha of CBS Sports HQ and a multi-time Super Bowl champion. Next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.